Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, a new episode will come out every weekend. It'll have a different subject. Those subjects range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel you all, the audience, may enjoy. So, for today's episode, we are talking about Mulan going to Disney Plus, uh, the live action version. And so, in this in this episode, we're going to break it up into three different sections. Number one, talking about Mulan in particular, um, the perception, what it's about, and why it's moving over, uh, or why it's being released on Disney+. Plus. The second thing, the second section we're going to talk about is the impact it has on three things of theaters, streaming services, and upcoming Disney releases. And then the final thing I'm going to, the, the third thing I want to talk about is Disney Plus just as a whole and how it's, um, how it's been doing in this, in this time. So let, let's get right on into things. All right, so we're going to start things off by saying that it is slated to release on Disney Plus September 4th of this year, so not too far down the road. And the way that they have it set up for Disney Plus is that uh, $30, right, to to pay for the movie. So you already have the subscription if you have Disney Plus, but you have to pay an extra $30 to get the movie itself, which a lot of people can be hesitant to to say and $30 for one movie that's ridiculous but let's get real here guys it's Disney they're bound to do stuff like that but after you pay you can watch it an infinite amount of times it's not a pay $30 to rent it for seven days it's a $30 to pay for you can watch it however many times and so some people may say we have the Disney plus we don't want to pay let's wait till it just re- is released on regular streaming if they ever go that route right so Plain and simple there of kind of how the process will work when Mulan is released. Now, obviously, there's the, the there's obviously one reason why that they moved this to why they moved the release to Disney Plus and maybe some select theaters, and obviously that's because of COVID. You know, COVID is uh, shut a lot of theaters down. I don't think a lot of them are open. So with it coming with it releasing in about not not about in exactly two weeks. Um, a little under, actually. There, there's going to be a point to where um, people might amp up uh, the subscriptions to Disney Plus to want to watch this. So um, the move, the movement here could be a very interesting move and could really set set things up for the future. But uh, really, that's the only reason why, and that's the second thing I want to bring up, kind of just about the movie in general. And this last thing is I want to talk about the actual physical movie. So, um, this, this movie does have an animated counterpart, like I mentioned before, and I want to read the animated synopsis for you right now. To save her father from death in the army, a young maiden secretly goes in his place and becomes one of China's greatest heroines in the process. Obviously, there's a lot more to the movie, but that is the general principle. Um, so with it being a live action remake, there's bound for stuff to kind of change within this, right? And we've seen that a little bit in these other live action movies. You talk about Lion King. Lion King was pretty much a shot for shot remake and with very minor changes, some, maybe some line changes. It was really what it was from Timon and Pumbaa or someone like that, right? Uh, within songs as well. Uh, Aladdin, you had some changes as well, obviously, you know, one big one 
being kind of the genie and how he handled it and the the style of the songs kind of in in Aladdin as well. But you you see changes in a lot of these live action remakes that they've had. Um, and so with this one, there are some there are two pretty big ones that a lot of people, a lot of Mulan fans in general and Disney fans as well are not happy about. And one of them is about a well-off character not being in it and that character being named Mushu. Um, in the animated movie, if you've never seen it, it's he's a small dragon that helps kind of mentor Mulan in the movie. And he's voiced by Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy does a great job, one of the best characters, probably the best character in that movie, um, in my opinion at least. And so you know, with him being taken out of this film and being the com really some of the most of the comedic relief in the original movie, it, it comes to the dismay of a lot of big fans of Mulan and to where people are like, do I really want to see it? Is it going to be that much of a change here? So it's all like, uh Oh, will we want to see this? Is this going to do good? And then the second big one about this movie is that it's not a musical. And obviously a lot of the, a lot of the normal Disney animated movies, not Pixar, um, are musicals. And you see that with Frozen, Lion King, Aladdin. And then you look at some of these live actions that have done it. Lion King stayed a musical. Uh, Aladdin stayed a musical. Beauty and the Beast was a musical. I can't speak about Cinderella. But this one is not being adapted in there. And one of the reason, one of the main reasons why this is a huge issue is because one of Disney's most popular songs ever, uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You, comes from the animated movie. And people, a lot of Mulan and Disney fans probably wanted to go to the movie to hear that song in particular. In the animated movie, sung by Donny Osmond, here you're not going to get somebody singing the song. It could very well, very well be in the score in the background, but it just won't be the same. Right, so these are two very big changes about the movies to where it kind of gets people worried about it. Do they want to see it? Is it something that couldn't live up to the hype? And speaking in my opinion here, I, I do want to say that I hope this does well and I, I do want to watch it, right? And I, I myself am a little worried because does it will it tarnish the image of the well-loved movie? Because if this botches, right, people will say this is, one of the worst mistakes Disney's ever made in regards to live action movies. Cause beauty and the beast did pretty well. If I remember lion King did pretty well and Aladdin did pretty well. And all three of those, I pretty uh, liked, but I liked a good amount. Right. But so this one has to live up to the hype of those, which will, which have really set the bar for Disney and to have it kind of be toned down to where it's not going to be in that kind of realm. It, it, it's, it it's, gets me a little worried some. But with this going to Disney+, Plus, obviously there's going to be an impact on a lot of things like movie theaters, other streaming services, and the upcoming Disney releases. So let's go ahead and talk about those. Okay, so number one, let's talk about the impact on movie theaters. Obviously right now there's a huge impact with COVID. Um, impacting them to where nobody can really come in from what I've heard. Some movie theaters are thinking about opening up here, opening up here pretty soon, but obviously as a result of COVID, they are losing money. But as a result of something like Mulan 
come into Disney Plus in a release in that kind of manner, there could be an impact on the money. Now, depending on whether people buy the movie or not, it will say, okay, well, movie theaters can make more money or they make might make less money, right? My, my thoughts is that this could lead to less money, right? I understand that $30 is a lot, and I do agree, um, to pay for a movie to watch however many times, whether you like it or not, right? And so it's very pricey. But just think about this. Mulan's probably a movie that um, people that maybe that are close to my age that are married and have kids might say, hey, let's take the kids to see Mulan and, you know, see if they like it. And bam, right? Or close to my age, at least, I'll say. And they go and they take four people. And you know how you know, t- how tickets are. But then also you pay for the popcorn, you pay for the drink, and that itself could easily equal up to 30 bucks altogether. And you so, with that being said, you can argue for or against going to the theater, because now you can pay, you only you have your own popcorn or your own snacks, your own drinks that you don't have to pay for before the movie, which means you don't. And, and so, theater-wise, there could be a loss of revenue more than likely, and they they already have that, which could easily lead them to the next impact that I want to talk about to them potentially shutting down. And I think this is this is something that is going to be talked about here in the next couple of years when we get probably more streaming services and more power to these to these streaming services to they release more like this. And it's just there there's just not going to be a lot for the theaters. I will eventually I think they will, and I'll miss theater uh, movie theater popcorn because it is absolutely the best popcorn you can ever get. And so, to me, this this could lead to huge impact on theaters being around for not not much longer. I think, and that then that also goes hand in hand with my third and final impact on theaters, which is a movie shortage. Um, and some people may think movie shortage. What the hell are you saying? More of movie release shortage, right? If if you have some, if this release does really, really well, and people are willing to pay 30 bucks. A lot of people are willing to, willing to pay 30 bucks to watch Mulan and really enjoy the movie and watch, watch it five, six times, like a month or even a week, right? Then more than likely, companies that have that streaming service will say, we are going to go ahead and just release Black Widow on Disney Plus or later on down the line and you see Universal saying we're going to release Trolls Universal Tour uh, onto Peacock or HBO Max, one of the two. Uh, I don't know which, probably Peacock anyway, but, and you see that all of them are, all of these movies are starting to go on demand because Trolls World Tour, they went direct to on demand. I, uh, invisible, um, Invisible Man, that horror film, that went right to on demand as well. And you saw Onward and Frozen 2 have early Disney Plus releases as well. So the more and more that happens, you're probably going to see less and less movies being available to theaters to show. So, And that's what I mean by a movie shortage. So based off of that, streaming services are going to benefit a lot, right? And 
So let's get into the impact on streaming services and not just Disney Plus, Peacock, HBO Max, others to come, Netflix, Hulu, right? We'll see a lot of these streaming services start to set the bar, right? This is setting the bar in a big way. You know, obviously Netflix and Hulu, they have their originals, but they really don't have any, besides Stranger Things, maybe Jack Ryan and a couple other Hulu originals, there's nothing really that is a highly touted release, right? It, well, at least a release. You wait for a season to come by when, or when it first comes on. People weren't saying, okay, Stranger Things, oh, I can't wait. We had no idea what Stranger Things was like. Now we wait for new seasons. So when something's coming to a streaming service for the first time, like Mulan, I guarantee you, if this does really well, it's going to set the bar for other streaming services to do the same. Now, you won't see Netflix or Hulu doing that because they don't have a particular company like Universal or Disney in their favor to where they can do releases like that. You'll see Disney Plus. You'll see HBO Max. I don't know which company has them, but in Peacock doing the same thing, especially if Mulan does absolutely knocks it out of the park, right? And that goes in... With that being the case, like I said a little bit earlier, it's gonna working. It's gonna work towards setting, uh, working towards the future of. Okay, you might not need cable if you're getting live TV on Hulu. You might not need cable if you're getting certain shows on all these shows on Disney Plus, Peacock, HBO Max, and you're getting all this stuff. Now, a lot of people might not want to pay for three streaming service subscriptions, or even two, but still, there's a lot to watch on a lot of these streaming services. So my, some people might say, we don't need cable. We don't need to go to the theaters. We can just watch it right here at our, at our house on our TVs or in our man cave or in our uh, home movie theater, right? You have your own. So I think that's something that you're going to start to see a little bit more. You're working towards the future. And then the last thing, the last big impact for streaming services for me is making – is to me, making a lot of money. Obviously, with Disney saying, okay, well, this is the subscription that you're going to pay. Now, we're going to charge you $30 for watching Mulan. Very easily, they could do that for all these other movies, especially if it does well. They're going to make a crap ton of money, right? Peacock, same deal. HBO Max, same deal. Now, you know, you know Netflix is making a lot of money. I'm sure Hulu's making a lot of money. Disney Plus, you know, over... Probably the last couple months, even weeks, um, has has uh, made a lot of money because of Hamilton. And you'll see other shows start doing that, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, to where I wouldn't be shocked if Disney Plus is around for a long time. You'll see some stream, streaming services probably go under because some dominate and some don't. But I guarantee you the top ones... Uh, I think HBO Max will stay around for a little bit because they have a, a variety of stuff. I th- Hulu, and Net- Hulu and Netflix will stay around for a while. Disney Plus, I think, will. I'm not so sure about Peacock. I haven't heard about the ge- the general reaction of the public to that, but I'd guarantee you at least those four that I mentioned stay around for a while. Uh, and you got Amazon too, to where uh, they you have their originals. Um, so. Amazon could stay around for I think Amazon will stay around a lot as well, but they're making money too. So those are the three top impacts I'm seeing on streaming services. 
But let's go kind of more towards the impact of strictly Disney stuff, Disney Plus situations. And the biggest one, the biggest impact here will be on Black Widow, right? And you look, you look at Black Widow. This was slated to be in, in art, like an uh, mid spring release. I think it was originally supposed to come out in March, and people were getting ready for it. It was going to launch Marvel Phase 4, and it was it's still talked about right now. They've pushed it back currently to November, um, I believe, and they're saying we're going to they're saying we're going to ride it out. We need to release it in theaters. But if Disney sees that Mulan knocks it out of the park, then to me, you you're going to probably have to say we might we might need to push up the release and release it to Disney Plus. And it's something that Disney has to consider, especially if Mulan makes them a whole lot of money. Black Widow, highly touted Marvel movie that might make, that would have made a lot of money would theaters have been open and everything been absolutely fine. But do they consider Disney Plus? As of now, they've come out and said no. I think they should if Mulan, again, just does super freaking well now obviously with that being said that's going to have an impact of course on marvel phase four right and all this other stuff so if mulan does well and disney plus gets praised for this right and disney itself gets praised for this how much are they going to bring in when they get this marvel stuff to as well falcon and the winter soldier is getting ready to wrap up and I think getting ready to be come out pretty soon. Same with WandaVision from what I've heard. Getting ready to wrap up. Probably coming out here really soon. And then you got all these other movies. The Eternals. Uh, Shang-Chi. Um, which is a, a Marvel movie slated to not be, be, be released not too far in the future. Maybe 2021 or maybe somewhere early 2020. You know, Doctor Strange, that new movie, the new Black Panther movie, the new Spider-Man movie that I think doesn't come out till uh, 2021 or 2022. You know, do these things do well enough to where Marvel Phase 4 isn't affected, right? Because this is going to be a huge moneymaker, and Marvel has been a huge moneymaker for Disney um, ever since they've acquired them and done these uh, Avengers kind of movies, right, to where people just love them. You know, and they're they're gonna have to live up to a certain hype, so that itself is gonna be impacted, and then everything else that's on that that's on the platform, right? Do other things start getting praised as people say, "Hey, I want I, I want to get to watch Mulan," and then they see these other shows, and then those start blowing up, or other Disney Plus originals, and and it's movies, and they're like, "Wow, this is actually really good. Y'all should watch it," right? So Disney Plus is gonna have a huge impact. Um, within itself of Mulan. But now I just kind of want to talk about Disney Plus within itself and how well it could legitimately do. Okay, so Disney Plus within itself has had a lot of success ever since its release. And part of it, I think, to me is due to the way that it's run. It's run very well. You don't have a lot of glitches I, I haven't heard of it crashing um, with big releases. And a lot of the stuff that they've put on, from what I've heard, has gotten a whole lot of praise from from the general public and not, like, reviewers, right? And they're like, oh, my... And you hear a lot of people saying, oh, my gosh, these are great shows. This is a great movie. I've never heard of this before. Like, 
oh my gosh. And it's not just the Disney stuff as well. Obviously, you know, we talked about Marvel, people going on to watch the Marvel stuff. They now have Simpsons, and Simpsons is a very popular show, um, animated show that I hear a lot of people like. I've never watched it, uh, and I'll just say that, right? And you have a lot of other parts to this. You got National Geographic and other properties that people want to go on and watch, right? And so Disney Plus is just really, really done well with all that. And there are just some there, there are some shows that I really want to highlight that have really, in my mind, propelled Disney Plus to the success that it's having. And we got to start off with probably the, not probably the first one that blew up after Disney Plus was released in The Mandalorian, right? And I will say, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I am not the biggest Star Wars fan. I barely know anything about Star Wars. I watched this show, and I really liked it. It's pretty simple. Um, It's a pretty simple show, and it's something that a lot of people can like. Even, like I said, I'm not that much of a Star Wars fan, and you and if you're not, I think you would still like it. And, you know, my dad, he, um, he's not, he's not much, he's not somebody that would go on to Disney Plus and watch something every day, right? He went on and he watched The Mandalorian and absolutely loved it, right? And so that that's something that you probably won't hear a lot from my dad, you know, throughout these next couple of years of going on to Disney Plus to watch something, right? And so, but the show just did so well and the public just loved it and a bunch of people loved it. And the crazy thing about this is that they had some pretty big stars um, on the show and there was, I'm not going to say anyone that's on it because it'll probably spoil it, so I'm not. But they did have some pretty big stars on the show. Look up on IMDb of who they were. Um, next one that I think not a lot of people were talking about, but I think should and go and watch because of how good it is, is the Imagineering story, right? And this is kind of more to the parks side of things. This talks about the Imagineers and building the parks and some of the rides. And this is really cool. You get some fun facts about rides. You get to see how, how things were built and you get stories about Walt pretty early on. And it, I will say the time jump, there are some time jumps that, are pretty interesting, but still make, still kind of help you comprehend the story. The Imagineer, uh, and it's just one of these things that you, you, you watch it and you're like, oh, I never knew that. Or you get these things of, wow, that's interesting. Kind of, um, kind of just thoughts throughout it. And it's just so impressive to me how they can go through all of that. And you see some older Imagineers and some newer Imagineers and they kind of talk about a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, and they they go through Walt. They talk about Michael Eisner. They talk about Bob Iger, and that's something that um, is important to know the, the trials and tribulations of of the company, and especially of the parks. Uh, but really good show. I highly encourage a lot of y'all to watch if you have Disney Plus. Here's and then there's another one that I think is a really good, in my opinion, great show. Uh, so one of my Facebook friends actually talked about it and I said, you know what? I, I, I want to watch it, see what it's like. It's called Disney prop culture. And it, it's a 
it's kind of like Imagineering story. You see a lot of behind the scenes of the making of some of the movies. And some of the movies they talk about, Who Framed the Ro- Roger Rabbit, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Chronicles of Narnia, uh, the, the, Mu- the Muppet movie, and um, Mary Poppins. That, those are just a couple, um, if not all. And it's really cool because this guy goes through and finds, he's a prop collector himself. He's a huge Disney fan and finds Disney props and talks to people who created them or designed them and sometimes goes to some of the actors. And, and I think that's what makes it so good is you see these people that worked on it and see their true reactions. In the Mary Poppins episode, you he gets the costume of one of the kid actors, the um, the girl, the the little girl in the original, uh, Mary Poppins. And he shows her the outfit she wore and she gets emotional. And it's very cool. He does the same thing with three out of the four kids from narnia and it's you see these reactions and they're so cool and there's other people that pop up throughout the um show for obviously each movie that it's like holy crap like it's really cool danny elfman pops up for nightmare before christmas right and you see a a lot of these kind of big names and it's like holy crap and you see their genuine reactions to it and talk about what it was like working on that movie great show something i encourage people to watch and it's one of those things again to where if you're a true disney fan you'll really love what's on screen and then the final one the final show that we can attest this to is hamilton show movie whatever right and so the we know how hamilton did right on disney plus it blew up right what somebody that i knew said Disney Plus has seen the, their most amount of subscriptions. Subscriptions have shot up since Hamilton's come out. And that came out at the right time. People were praising it. People that I did not know or people that never heard of it or have heard of it, never seen it, right? And we're like, I might not want to see it. We're watching it. And we're like, this is actually a really good show. It's really cool. And to me, that shows how much people are kind of paying it, not paying attention but um, really saying this isn't a bad idea to kind of go and uh, go and watch this thing, right? They say it's because it was kind of important to the time of when it came out, right? And so now you're getting this whole thing of, wow, I did not know anything about Alexander Hamilton or I only knew about his duel. So Hamilton within itself has helped, has really blown up Disney Plus within itself, I'm, I thought that this site was going to crash when it came out because so many people were talking about it. And from what I know, it didn't. So, and that's this part of in Hamilton itself and The Mandalorian. Two of the top things I've heard about this, uh, uh, <laughs> about Disney Plus, and I've watched both. And they're both really, they're both great. And it's something that, and Disney does really well, which we'll go into our last thing is Taylor is kind of bringing in a bunch of different audiences, right? Their audience is the main key, right? Obviously people who love Disney in general are going to subscribe to Disney plus because they want to go and they want to watch Winnie the Pooh 15 times a week. They want to watch Pirates of the Car- the whole Pirates of the Caribbean series. They want to watch all the Star Wars. They want to watch 
the more like all the Marvel properties. They want to watch the Simpsons. They want to watch this. Right. But then you get audiences of, Hey, you know, of Marvel and you get, or comic books in general, they're like, I actually really want to watch what they have in their originals there. And they go, and they release Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and all these other um, Disney Disney Plus original Marvel series, right? And then you have the Star Wars. Hey, all the Star Wars are, are in one place? Absolutely. Let's watch this whatever elegy it is, right? What do you call a franchise that has nine movies? I don't even know. But um, it, they just do so well. They call to so many audiences. Hamilton, great, great um, by Disney Plus of getting it, it now calls the Broadway audience in, right? Of you, we love Hamilton. They shoot them, and then they see suggestions. Oh, Sound of Music's on here, and it is. I've, I haven't watched it. Oh, Newsies is on here. Oh, this is on here, and they'll start flying to those uh, shows and movies. And they have two Newsies on there. They have the Newsies movie, and they have a Newsies Broadway adaptation which brings in, again, that audience. So I think that's another part of Disney Plus that people are kind of um, not noticing is that they're tailoring to all these different audiences. And to me, that's something that these others aren't necessarily doing as well. You know, mainly HBO Max and um, Peacock. I mean, I've been on Peacock and let me tell you, there, there's some good stuff on there. Psych, um, Cheers is on there. I th- Scrubs might be on there. I'm not too sure. But it's it's one of those things to where it doesn't have as much stuff to where people want to necessarily watch watch it as much. So I don't think I think that's the reason why I'm not hearing a lot of the public perception of it. HBO Max, same kind of deal. It's not everything you want to see. Obviously, it's limited to whatever company they have and whatever shows they've done. So Game of Thrones, Entourage. By the way, I'm watching that right now. But um, you know, and it's just something that I think Disney Plus is doing a whole lot better than other streaming services. Obviously, Netflix and Hulu are kind of exceptions to exceptions to this uh, part of this, but still, Disney Plus knocking it out of the park, man. And Mulan is going to really set the tone for these things in the future. So, with that being said, uh, next week we do have uh, the survey episode coming up. I did put it out on. All three socials. I don't think the link is working on Insta, so go find it on Twitter or Facebook. And if you don't have those, um, just copy and paste it. Um, but we have four responses right now. Uh, I want more. I should. I probably need more to really do a full episode about these responses. So feel free and please go fill it out um, for next week. I'm really excited about it. It's asking really only about movies. So uh, enjoy that, and I hope you all have a great weekend.